Act Two, Part Two of the Torchbearers by George Kelly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mrs. Pampanelli, calling Hassafras, who is engaged in studying his lines from a paper over at the right. Mr. Hassafras. Mrs. Fell, turning to him. Huxley. He looks up and tiptoes towards Mrs. Pampanelli. How is this hall to speak in? Why, I shouldn't say it was good. I thought not. It's too big for the speaking voice. Mrs. Pampanelli with a gesture. You have to project the tone, do you not? Oh, yes, absolutely. Mrs. Pampanelli taking a step towards the back flat and listening. I'm afraid they're not hearing Paula at all. Asafras putting his fingers to his throat. I'm using my upper register almost entirely. Mrs. Pampanelli glancing at him. You're very fortunate to know how to do it. Did it sound all right from back here? Oh, splendid. Yes, Mr. Halsifras. Your voice is beautiful. He raises his hand deprecatingly. Really? I was just saying to Mrs. Fell, I'm so sorry there isn't another act, that you might sing a solo between them. He beams and deprecates again, profusely, and turns to the right. Spindler comes down at the left and towards Mrs. Pampanelli. Really splendid. She sees Spindler. Where's Teddy? He's gone over to the drugstore. With his makeup on? He said he wanted to get some aromatic spirits of ammonia. You have a cue right here soon, haven't you? Spindler taking the telephone arrangement from his pocket and crossing towards the right door. Where are they? Mrs. Fell suddenly looking up from her manuscript. Telephone. Mr. Spindler. There it is now. Ring it. Spindler shaking it desperately. It won't ring. Mrs. Fell turns to Hassafras in desperation. Shake well, it harder. The it rang with before. The thing. Hit it against There's something, something the Mr. Spindler. With the Florence audibly from beyond the flats. Hello? Mrs. Pampanelli relaxing. Let it go. It's too late now. Spindler continues to tinker with it. You've missed every other cue. She moves towards the left. You may as well be consistent for the rest of the evening. Spindler following her. Well, good night. I can't help it if the electricity won't work, can I? Mrs. Pampanelli turning upon him furiously. You should have attended to it beforehand and then it would work. Mrs. Fell waves her hand at them to be quiet. Well, my God, I can't be in half a dozen places at the same time. Shush! Hassafras tiptoes up to her and deplores the noise that Mrs. Pampanelli and Spindler are making. No one is asking you to be in half a dozen places at the same time. You've simply been asked to attend to your cues, and you've missed every one you've had. Shush! You told me to take care of Teddy, didn't you? I told you to take him to the door. I didn't say to take him all the way to the drugstore. Did you want me to let the man wander off somewhere by himself and maybe die? Mrs. Fell waving her manuscript at them. Shush! Just for the sake of not missing a cue? Mrs. Pampanelli with bitter amusement. There is very little danger of his dying. And even if he did die, your duty is here. She points to the floor with an imperative gesture. The right door is quietly pushed open, and Twiller, with one half of his mustache gone, pokes his head out. Shush! He glances from one side to the other, 
withdraws his head and quietly closes the door spindler crosses below mrs pampanelli to the left then turns and looks at her angrily mrs fell turning to hasafas what did i tell you making more noise out here than they are out there mrs pampanelli still holding her gesture but following spindler with her eyes performances are never interrupted simply because one of the artists happens to die if you were a professional you'd know that but you're not she turns away from him towards the right and simultaneously the left door is opened almost striking her she raises her arm to protect herself mrs ritter is standing in the doorway mrs ritter speaking to twiller who is still beyond the flats look and see the telephone arrangement in spindler's hands suddenly rings wildly mrs pampanelli turning to him frantically oh stop that thing mrs ritter glances furtively over her left shoulder at mrs pampanelli mrs fell comes rushing over motioning to spindler to stop the bell spindler struggling with the bell i can't stop it mrs ritter hastily steps back through the door and pulls it too after her well then take it outside where they can't hear it spindler scrambles towards the back and out of sight at the left mrs pampanelli starts back towards the right what's the matter with that spindler man anyway i don't know what's the matter with him i've given up thinking about him he acts to me like a person that wouldn't be in his right mind she goes back towards the right door mrs pampanelli standing in the middle of the stage he's simply not a professional that's all the left door opens again and mrs ritter is standing in it mrs pampanelli turns suddenly and looks at her mrs ritter repeats her unearthly laugh which again arouses the curiosity of the stage manager to the extent that he rises and comes forward again at the left to get a good look at her then he returns to his chair taking the door slam with him and standing it against the wing mrs ritter addressing twiller beyond the flats what about the gentleman florence beyond the flats jealous husbands chiefly aren't they twiller comes out through the left door past mrs ritter didn't you want to leave a message for the doctor mr rush twiller turns right round and goes back to the door who me if you wish mrs ritter having some difficulty seeing florence over twiller's right shoulder he might leave an apology mrs pampanelli very much annoyed and stepping close to the flat just to the right of the door get out of the doorway mr twiller florence beyond the flats perhaps we haven't convinced him of his mistake mrs pampanelli trying desperately to attract twiller's attention and becoming more emphatic get out of the doorway mr twiller you're covering paula up mrs ritter trying to talk to florence over twiller's shoulder well he'll apologize to me whether we've convinced him or not mrs fell and hasafras come over to see if they can be of any assistance mrs pampanelli becoming desperate paula paula gives her a nervous glance will one of you go farther in mr twiller twiller addressing florence have you convinced yourselves he gives mrs pampanelli an irritated look over his left shoulder that there has been a mistake go farther in one of you twiller gives her another look then speaks to florence yes mrs pampanelli can contain herself no longer so picking up her skirt and holding her hand against the left side of her head 
she darts across the open door to the left and speaks to them around the edge of the door mrs fell taking advantage of the circumstance of mrs pampanelli's crossing tiptoes up to twiller and strikes him on the left arm quite viciously with the rolled manuscript as a polite remonstrance he shakes his left hand and foot at her but she is not dismayed and repeats the attack even more viciously then he turns and glares at her and she turns away towards the right desperately a great mistake disappointed because you know we can invent a scandal if you insist oh what a man what a man i'm afraid my presence here would be a bit incongruous even for that go farther in mr twiller don't both of you stand wedged in the doorway that way it looks dreadful twiller raising his right arm and resting his hand against the jamb of the door completely cutting off mrs ritter's view of florence that's the rub mrs ritter stands on her tiptoes to try and see over his arm but being unsuccessful in this effort stoops a bit and tries to look under his arm take your arm down mr twiller mrs ritter reaches up and quietly but firmly draws twiller's arm down mrs pampanelli turns away to the left disgusted my god i never gave any such direction as that be at ease mr rush if you were not mistaken i should have known it and so should you i'm not a tragic woman did you want to leave any sort of message with the doctor mrs rush mrs ritter at twiller's right yes twiller turns his head sharply and looks right into her eyes she steps around back of him and speaks to florence over his left shoulder i wish you'd say that my husband called twiller turns and looks into her eyes again and she steps around back of him again to his right for my bill she reaches out and starts to draw the door too twiller very ill at ease and awkwardly looking from side to side not knowing just how to get out gracefully makes a full turn round to his right twiller raising his hat to florence good evening mrs arlington mrs ritter closes the door causing him to drop his cane but he's too excited to notice it hassafras standing at the right door extending his hand great old man twiller dropping his gloves as he shakes hands thanks he continues to the right mrs fell as he passes below her splendid ralph what happened to your mustache <laughs> can you beat that nelly i couldn't coax that thing off before i went on hassafras holding the knob of the right door <laughs> i don't think the audience noticed it hassafras turning to them twiller goes down to the right and mrs fell returns to her manuscript the left door is flung open they all watch eagerly mrs ritter inside the left door if you will please certainly thanks don't mention it mrs ritter trying to appear very bold good-bye good-bye mrs ritter gives another famous laugh sways through the door tripping over the doorstrip closes the door looks at mrs pampanelli who is standing at the left and bursts out laughing there is prolonged applause from beyond the flats splendid paula hassafras listening intently for his cue from beyond the flats shh, shh. mrs ritter looks at him still laughing foolishly 
Mrs. Fell, waving at Paula. Lovely, dear. Mrs. Ritter, turning to Mrs. Pampanelli. I forgot my umbrella. Where is it? I left it on the stage. That doesn't matter. Hossefrost tries to silence them by dint of impatient gesturing with his right hand. Oh, Penny, I think I saw Clara Shepherd out there. Not really. Shh! Florence from beyond the flats. You can come out now, Clyde. They've gone. Hossefrost yanks the right door open, causing the wood wing at the right to topple and fall forward. Twiller leaping to catch it before it hits Mrs. Fell. Hold it! Mrs. Fell hunches her arms and shoulders and screams. Mrs. Pampanelli rushing over from the left. What is it? Twiller struggling to set the wing up in place again. This thing nearly fell. Just got it in time. Mrs. Fell moves out of the way over to the left, and Mrs. Pampanelli tries to assist Twiller. Is it all right now? Twiller brushing his hands and clothes and coming forward at the right. Yes, it's all right now. Just got it in time. Mrs. Fell rushing up to Mrs. Ritter, who is coming towards her from the left and shaking her by the arms. Oh, you are marvelous, darling. <laughs> Mrs. Ritter giggles foolishly. I could just hug you. I forgot my umbrella. Wonderful performance. She steps to the right door and opens her manuscript. Mrs. Ritter moves a little to the right and stands looking at the woodwing. Mrs. Pampanelli turning from a more precise adjustment of the woodwing. Oh, Mr. Twiller. Yes? How did you and Paula get wedged in that door that way, over there a moment ago? Twiller on Mrs. Pampanelli's right. Oh, I'm awfully sorry about that. I got a little twisted on... Mrs. Ritter comes to Mrs. Pampanelli's left. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to Mrs. Ritter. I was just asking Mr. Twiller about that business in the door. Oh, of my course, dear, really wasn't that just too much. dreadful? It was my fault. But I didn't know what to do. I got a little twisted there in my business cues. I knew there was something wrong, I got up to wrong, the door a couple of speeches too soon. Was. I don't think the audience noticed it. Mrs. Fell frantically searching in the manuscript. Shush! Don't you think they did, Betty? Shush! They all turn and look at her. Mrs. Pampanelli steps towards her. Is somebody up? Nellie simply silences her with a gesture and opens the door slightly. Mrs. Fell prompting through the door. You've all been listening to a lot of damned cheap gossip. Hassafras from Beyond the Flats. You've all been listening to a lot of damned cheap gossip. Florence Beyond the Flats. Which should show you people are talking. Somebody up? Nellie just shakes her head and relaxes. Mr. Hossifross? Ah, the damned cheap gossip line. Mrs. Pampanelli, listening keenly. Is he all right again? Yes, he's all right now. <sighs> but it's funny how that line has sent him up at every performance. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to rejoin Mrs. Ritter and Twiller. It's purely mental. Hasselfrost from beyond the flats violently. No! The stage manager over at the left jumps to his feet, causing the hammer to fall from his pocket. The door slam also falls with a bang. The stage manager has been dozing, and the thunder of Mr. Hasselfrost's outburst has considerably startled him. He comes forward at the left and looks over at Mrs. Fell to inquire the cause of the disturbance. Mrs. Fell motioning to him with her manuscript. Shush! 
he looks about and then goes back and picks up the hammer and door slam as he resumes his seat he takes another glance around mrs ritter as mrs pampanelli comes forward again at the right between her and twiller you know i felt like a perfect fool standing there in that door but i couldn't catch what you were saying twiller laughs well dear i really don't think the audience noticed it i hope they didn't it must have looked awful no dear it didn't really you both covered it up very nicely i tried to cover it up when my mustache fell off too but i had so many lines right in there i held it on as long as i could but i was afraid the audience was beginning to notice it i was so glad you had the presence of mind not to attempt to stick it on again when it fell off the second time i was afraid to take the time i had a cue right there so when it fell off the second time i just let it lie there he makes a casual gesture with his right hand that was quite right twiller laughing a little <laughs> it's out there yet mrs ritter giggling so is my umbrella they all laugh oh listen betty dear i think i'll just run upstairs for a minute and use that telephone see how fred is she starts towards the left mrs pampanelli following her yes do paula i'm kind of worried about him see if he's regained consciousness yet mrs ritter regardless of the fact that the play is in progress excuse me mrs fell looking up from her manuscript shush certainly dear twiller raises his hat towards her and she waves back at him and he goes up at the right and peeks through the side wings oh paula mrs ritter turning yes dear be sure and get down in time for the curtains oh yes i imagine there'll be a lot of flowers come over mrs ritter starting up at the left i'll be right down as soon as i telephone yes do dear mrs ritter goes out at the left and mrs pampanelli turns touching her hair and starts back towards the right something falls beyond the flats she stops dead and listens mrs fell turns quickly and peeks through the right door twiller comes forward at the right and looks inquiringly florence just audible beyond the flats then you've allowed him to think so what's that perhaps it is mrs fell turning to mrs pampanelli and quite casually he knocked the ashtray over mrs pampanelli relaxes and proceeds to arrange the beaded ornaments on her dress while mrs fell moves a bit farther over to the right and stands listening manuscript and lorgnon in hand twiller crosses to the left below mrs fell and gathers up his gloves and cane hassafrost beyond the flats you are deliberately misinterpreting this situation yes you are it's perfectly ridiculous that a physician cannot take a woman patient without being subjected to the whisperings of a lot of vulgar scandal mongers this is not a romantic age clyde twiller coming to mrs pampanelli's right was that inflection of mine any better tonight on that line i'm puzzled oh very much better i was listening for it twiller thoughtfully i never seemed to get the sense of that line until tonight it just seemed to come to me out there on the stage oh that is a very significant line mr twiller coming where it does spindler comes wandering on from the left comes forward looks about and goes up to the side wing and looks through i felt a great deal easier in that new business of turning down at the bookcase 
that you gave me last night. Mrs. Pampanelli, with a touch of smugness. Much better. Did you notice it? Well, of course, I couldn't see it. I was here. But I could sense it. And I could tell from the tone of the scene that it was better. Spindler moves over to the extreme left, about halfway back, and taking the refractory telephone bell arrangement from his pocket, starts to tinker with it. I just turned my head this way. He turns his head sharply to the right, keeping his body and shoulders perfectly rigid. Excellent. Triller turning back to her. Without moving my body. Very good. Instead of making the full swing around. He makes a complete swing around on his right foot. The way I had been doing. Mrs. Fell raises her lorgnon and looks over curiously. A very good change. Twiller, very seriously. I felt that it got them. Well, you see, it gave them the full benefit of your expression. They nod agreement. There's a great deal of light and shade in that part, right in there. Mrs. Pampanelli deprecatingly. Oh, my dear, it is all light and shade, even to the gestures. She makes a Delsartian movement with her arms and hands. Mrs. Fell comes forward a little further and observes the gesture keenly through her lorgnon. Twiller, rather troubled and shaking his head a bit. I've got to put in a lot of work on my gestures. They're bad, I know. Well, I shouldn't exactly say that your gestures were bad, but I think perhaps... Twiller leaning heavily on his cane. I, uh... I think I try too hard to be natural. Mrs. Pampanelli, smiling, biting her lip and rolling her eyes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Your gestures are, in a way, too natural. She gives a little mirthless laugh, and out of courtesy, he joins her. Of course, that is a very virtuous fault. But it isn't pretty, is it? She laughs again. No, it isn't. The stage manager gets up, stretches himself, and comes forward at the left. And after all, the function of art is to be pretty, is it not? She repeats the floating gesture. Twiller, trying to imitate her. I don't seem to be able to do that the way you do. Mrs. Fell feels the call, and putting the manuscript under her arm, tries rather unsuccessfully to copy the movement. Oh, it is purely a matter of experience, Mr. Twiller. But when you've been in the work as long as I have, you'll realize that the bird's wing gesture is the only gesture. She illustrates again for the edification of her disciples, and they attempt rather faithfully to imitate her. The stage manager stands looking at them. Florence beyond the flats. But it has its compensations. You'll have your memories. There is a confusion of voices from beyond the flats and cries of, Sit down! Mrs. Pampanelli startled. What's that? Mrs. Fell rushes to the right door and peeks through. Twiller goes over to the right and up, and the stage manager rushes back to his post and disappears at the left. What is it, Nellie? Mrs. Fell turning suddenly to Mrs. Pampanelli. <gasps> They're carrying a man out of the audience. She looks back again through the peak, and Mrs. Pampanelli steps to the left door and peeks. Mrs. Shepherd sweeps on up at the left and comes forward. She is a slim brunette in her thirties, very attractive, and wearing the very last whisper in widow's weeds. She looks around rather dramatically, then sees the ladies. 
mrs fell looks away from the peak-hole and sees her betty there's clara mrs pampanelli looking at nelly what mrs fell not wishing to be heard clara shepherd mrs pampanelli turns quickly oh clara she goes towards her and clara advances a little i'm so glad to see you clara breaks down and weeps now don't do that dear you know jimmy wouldn't for anything in the world want you to feel that way so be brave honey it was splendid of you to come here at all and you look wonderful i must look perfectly dreadful you don't look anything of the kind darling you look perfectly beautiful all i've done is cry i know just how you feel but i didn't want you to think i'd entirely forsaken the cause oh my dear we understood perfectly but i just felt i had to come here tonight. have you been out in front clara yes i just had to see it i don't think anybody saw me i came in late and stood way at the back they'd hardly see you i don't think so i kept my veil lowered of course i should love to be right down in front where i could get all those wonderful little subtleties but you know how it is i was afraid people might not understand my being here at all it's only three weeks you know they wouldn't either that's what i thought i don't suppose there's one person in ten thousand that has dramatic instinct enough to appreciate the way you feel she turns to the left door and listens mrs shepherd beginning to cry again the flowers in the lobby are perfectly beautiful mrs pampanelli still listening yes but i'm not having them passed over the footlights tonight mrs shepherd drying her eyes no except one bouquet for each of the ladies it took up too much time the last time mrs shepherd glancing about where's paula she's upstairs telephoning she's rather annoyed about fred you know what about him mrs pampanelli turns from the door suddenly and looks at her florence beyond the flats there is my dear boy for lots of people why my dear didn't you hear about him falling downstairs last night oh not really mrs pampanelli coming towards her he fell almost the entire flight oh dear me poor paula's terribly upset what was he doing coming down the stairs no he was watching our rehearsal you know we held the final rehearsal at paula's house last night we couldn't get this place mrs shepherd solicitously well did he break any bones betty no dr wentworth said he was unconscious before he hit the floor he said the fall was the result of a collapse and that he would have fallen no matter where he had been unfortunately he just happened to be on the stairs she turns back again to the left door mrs shepherd retrospectively i thought he looked pale when i saw him out there tonight mrs pampanelli turns suddenly and looks at her florence beyond the flats and you have a very modern wife when you saw him out here you mean she indicates the audience beyond the flats yes he was standing out there at the back right near me mrs pampanelli coming towards her again you must be mistaken clara no betty i'm quite sure i saw him well the only thing i know is that paula said he hadn't regained consciousness when she left the house this evening at seven thirty 
Mrs. Ritter comes on at the back from the left and comes forward. Here's Paula now. Mrs. Shepherd turning round to her left. Poor dear. She must be terribly upset. Mrs. Ritter extending her arms. Clara, dear. Mrs. Shepherd bursts into tears again. This is so nice of you. They embrace each other, and Mrs. Ritter starts to cry. Isn't she the sweet thing? The door at the right opens. Mrs. Fell to the ladies. Shush! They all turn and look toward the right door. Mrs. Pampanelli with a gesture to Mrs. Ritter and Mrs. Shepherd. Shush! Hassafras comes out the right door. Florence beyond the flats. It's gotten very chilly. Hassafras picking up his hat, cane, and gloves from the chair. Yes, I know it has. I just came in a few minutes ago. You had tickets for the theater, didn't you? Hassafras stepping back through the right door again. Yes. Why not take me? For a change. The door closes. You used to. Years ago. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to Mrs. Ritter and Mrs. Shepherd. Paula, Clara says she thinks she saw Mr. Ritter out there tonight. Mrs. Ritter standing at the left. My dear, Jenny just told me over the telephone that he regained consciousness a half hour after I left the house and went out. Said she thought from the way he talked he was coming here. Mrs. Shepherd in the center. Yes, I was sure I saw him standing out there. Turning to Mrs. Ritter. I was just telling Betty. I wonder if he's out there yet. I don't know, dear. How much of the play did you see, Clara? Why, I stayed just as long as I could, Betty. But when Paula came on and I heard those lines of mine again, I just couldn't stand it. She breaks down and buries her face in her handkerchief. Mrs. Pampanelli laying her hand on her arm. I know, Clara. You're such an artist. Mrs. Shepherd pressing her hands against her bosom. Everything just seemed to come back on me. I know how it is, dear. Mrs. Shepherd speaking directly to Mrs. Pampanelli. I got thinking how Jimmy would feel if he could know that he was the cause of standing in the way of my first real opportunity. She cries again, Mrs. Pampanelli raising her eyes to heaven. Perhaps he does know, dear. Mrs. Shepherd turning to her again. I mean, you know he was always so anxious about my getting into the work, and somehow or other I always felt that I could have done so much with that part. Mrs. Ritter gives a vague little laugh, and Mrs. Shepherd turns to her quickly. Oh, of course, you were perfectly adorable in it, darling. I don't mean that. The left door opens and Florence is standing in it and about to come out. Mrs. Fell to Mrs. Pampanelli, Mrs. Ritter, and Mrs. Shepherd. Shush! Mrs. Pampanelli turning and going closer to the left door. Excuse me, Clara. Certainly, dear. Twiller comes forward at the right. Florence stepping through the door. By the way, there was a Mr. Robinson telephone this morning after you left the house. Mrs. Shepherd waves her handkerchief at Florence, and Florence replies by quietly flicking her fingers at her. Then, still keeping in her character, she moves slowly towards the right, leaving the door open behind her. He said something about a list being correct. Hassafras appearing in the doorway, carrying his hat, cane, and gloves. 
Yes, I know. He reaches towards the left, beyond the flats, as though he were pushing an electric light button, then thrusts his head through the door and says in a fierce whisper, Lights! Lights out! Put out lights, the lights, Mr. Somebody. Stage Manager. The stage manager appears from the left at the back. Spindler springing from the left where he has been engaged in trying to repair the telephone battery. Lights out! Where are you? The stage manager reaches up and pulls one of the switches on the switchboard at the back, and the lights beyond the flats go out, then he disappears again at the left, Hasafras coming through the door. Yes, I know. Closing the door behind him. I talked to him. Puts his hat on. I was right here. Well, why aren't you right here where you should be? Stand by for the curtain now. See if you can do that much right. Surely it's the old story of the lark. If you want a thing done, do it yourself. Curtain. Curtain. The curtain beyond the flats begins to roll down, and there is a thunderous applause. Mrs. Fell to Florence. Marvelous, darling. Florence waves at her, turns, and rushes back towards the left. Just lovely, Huxley. Thanks. He turns to the left. Lights up. Splendid children. I'm awfully glad to see you, Clara. Mrs. Shepherd shaking hands with Florence. You were wonderful, Flossie. Thank you very much. Take up the curtain, Mr. Stage Manager. Lights up. The stage manager appears from the left and pulls the switch again, and the lights beyond the flats go on. Take it up. The stage manager darts off again to the left. The waltz music on the piano beyond the flats begins again. Hasafras lifting his hat and beaming. Hello, Clara. Wonderful. He deprecates profusely. The curtain rises again. Go on, Mr. Hasafras. He opens the right door, removing his hat. Wait a moment, Mr. Hasafras. Come on, Florence. Hasafras stops uncertainly in the doorway and looks at Mrs. Pompanelli. It's all right. Go on. She opens the left door. Here, go on here, Florence. They go on bowing, and there is prolonged applause. Come on, Paula. Go on here. The curtain descends again. Paula scurries to the left door, giggling. Where's Mr. Twiller? Twiller springing over from the right, where he has been talking and laughing with Mrs. Fell. Here I am. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to the left. Take it up again, Mr. Stage Manager. Turning back to Twiller and opening the door. Here, Mr. Twiller, take Paula on. The curtain can be seen through the left door rising again. Come on, Paula. Twiller drops his cane and shifting it from his right hand to his left. Hurry up. He snatches the cane up and, taking Paula by the arm, escorts her through the door. But she trips over the doorstrip, nevertheless. And there is sustained applause. Mrs. Fell, over at the right, begins to preen herself feverishly. Mrs. Pampanelli closes the door, slowly, and stands listening, smiling. Teddy appears up at the left and comes forward, pressing his violet handkerchief to his brow and looking very wan. Mrs. Pampanelli turns to him. Come on, Teddy, hurry up. They're just going on. How do you feel? The curtain descends. Only fair... Mrs. Pampanelli taking him by the right arm and urging him towards the right. Here, Nellie. Go on for a bow with Teddy. Rushing back towards the left. Take it up again, Mr. Stage Manager. Teddy opening the right door. Come on, Nellie. Mr. Spindler. Spindler halfway back at the left. Take it up. Rushing forward at the left. 
Yes? Mrs. Pampanelli to Spindler. Keep it going up and down till I tell you to stop, and keep it up the next time till the gentlemen get the flowers. Mrs. Fell, shrinking away a little more to the right of the door, but still preening herself almost hysterically, and breaking into a little nervous laugh. Oh, no, really, dear, I wouldn't think of it. Teddy goes through the right door. The curtain can be seen rising again. Then the door closes after him, and Mrs. Fell continues talking to herself. Why, what have I done that I should go on? I wouldn't mind if I'd taken some part in the play, but I certainly don't see. Mrs. Pampanelli rushing back to the right. Go on, Nellie, what are you waiting for? The curtain descends again. Mrs. Fell rushes towards Mrs. Pampanelli. Mrs. Fell handing Mrs. Pampanelli the rolled manuscript. Hold this. Hurry, dear. Mrs. Fell rushes to the right door, settles herself finally, and flings the door open. The curtain is just rising, and placing one hand upon her bosom, dropping her eyes and smiling, Nellie sways through the door acknowledging the plaudits. Mrs. Pampanelli, standing in the middle of the stage, applauds also, hitting the manuscript against her hand. The door closes after Mrs. Fell. Mrs. Shepherd, over at the left, suddenly bursts into tears and buries her face in her handkerchief. Mrs. Pampanelli turns quickly and looks at her, then crosses towards her. Do you want to take a bow, Clara? Oh, no, thank you. Mrs. Pampanelli turns back to the left door. Get those flowers, boys. Keep it up, Mr. Stage Manager. Come on, Clara, go on for a bow. Reaches for Mrs. Shepherd's hand. Mrs. Shepherd giving Mrs. Pampanelli her hand and allowing herself to be drawn towards the right. Do you think they'd understand, Betty? Of course they would, my dear. They know it isn't your fault that you're not appearing. Mrs. Fell thrusts open the right door. She has a basket of roses in her hand. They're calling for you, Betty. Someone in the audience can be heard calling Mrs. Pampanelli's name. Here, Nellie, take Clara on for a bow. Mrs. Fell impatiently. They're calling for you, dear. Mrs. Shepherd hastily throws her veil back dramatically. I'll take one alone afterwards. The applause swells again. Go on, Clara. Mrs. Fell extending her right hand. Come on, dear. Mrs. Shepherd giving Mrs. Fell her left hand. Oh, I don't feel that I should. Mrs. Fell keeps the door open, and Clara droops through bowing. Then Mrs. Fell closes the door, and Mrs. Pampanelli turns to the left. Keep it up, Mr. Spindler. Keep it up. Hossafrost thrusting open the left door. Mrs. Pampanelli. There is a vision through the door of the various artists bowing towards the back wall, all the ladies laden with flowers. All right, dear, I'm coming. Hossafrost closes the door, and Mrs. Pampanelli deftly touches her hair and flings her train out to its full length behind her. Then she speaks in a loud voice, so that she may be heard by those on the other side of the flats. Everybody stand to one side. Stand to one side, everybody. She pulls open the left door and stands, smiling. Then she steps through the door, and instantly the curtain falls with a deafening crash. The door closes after her. Nellie Fell gives a piercing scream. Spindler comes rushing down from the left to the left door. Teddy shouting beyond the flats. Curtain! Take up the curtain. Take it up. There's a babble of voices beyond the flats, 
then the left door is thrust violently open and mrs pampanelli looks out mrs pampanelli harshly to spindler what's the matter with the curtain spindler in a panic of excitement something's broke the stage manager rushes on from the left and comes forward mrs pampanelli coming out through the door and calling to the stage manager whom she hasn't seen yet take up the curtain mr stage manager oh, i can't take it up the guy rope's broken he goes up at the left what mrs fell comes running through the right door carrying her basket of flowers and crosses towards the left what is it betty spindler to mrs pampanelli he says the guy rope's broken mrs pampanelli brushing him aside to the left and rushing up at the left my god did anyone ever hear of such stupidity what's the matter mr i'll go spindler? on at the side here spindler shouting after mrs pampanelli he says he can't get it up mrs shepherd comes through the right doorway with an armload of american beauty roses and stands looking anxiously from side to side teddy follows her out and stands at her right discussing the incident florence opens the door and comes out her arms are full of tiger lilies she moves to the right and speaks to mrs shepherd nervously twiller comes out the left door you can't get through I there must get lady through somewhere that tormentor's too narrow there mrs pampanelli turning frantically and rushing forward again at the left i'll try the other side he says it's too narrow there i don't know how you're going to do it mrs fell as mrs pampanelli sweeps between her and spindler what is it he says is broken betty mrs pampanelli rushes over towards the right she literally sweeps twiller who is in her path out of the way and he falls backward over a stage brace on to the floor mrs fell picks up her dress and runs after mrs pampanelli spindler outrunning mrs fell the guy rope well why doesn't he fix it betty betty dear mrs pampanelli rushes up at the extreme right and tries desperately to find a way of getting through but everything is solidly masked hasselfrost comes out the left door and the stage manager comes forward at the left and stands looking after mrs pampanelli what's the matter can't mrs pampanelli get her bow she can't get on any more from that side than she can from this hasselfrost steps out through the door and looks toward the right the door closes after him there is the same opening over there as there is here the applause beyond the flats which has kept up throughout the debacle begins to die mrs pampanelli comes sweeping back from the right with fire in her eye nelly fell and spindler still at her heels she plants herself in the middle of the stage and glares at the stage manager my god what's the matter with your curtain stage manager losing his temper the guy rope's broken i've told you that about a dozen times he turns doggedly away to the left as though he were going up to his chair but he stops short and finishes his remarks to her over his left shoulder what do you want me to do write you a letter the left door is pushed quietly open and mrs ritter with her face just visible above a perfect screen of roses looks blankly at the stage manager mrs ritter vaguely there's something the matter with the curtain the real stage curtain commences to descend stage manager leaning towards her assuming her general manner and tone and flipping his hand at her y e e s he goes up towards his chair and mrs ritter stands in wide-eyed astonishment 
End of Act Two, Part Two.